This is the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton, president and founder of Fullerton Financial Planning and the author of the book, Living a Happy, Healthy, and Inspired Retirement, your definitive financial guide. Stephanie and her team believe in building lifelong relationships built on performance and trust. Now, here's your host, Mark Elliott and Stephanie Fullerton. Glad you're with us today for the Fullerton Financial Hour, where your retirement dreams begin with Stephanie Fullerton, the president and founder of Fullerton Financial Planning. Always encourage you to go to the website, find out more about the team. There's a lot of great information there about the events that they put on from time to time, how you sign up, typically no cost to attend. FullertonFP.com, FullertonFP.com. And of course, the number, just to reach out, you got some questions or concerns you want to talk about uh, coming up with your retirement plan. 800-947-9522-800-947-9522. I'm Mark Elliott. Stephanie, you've been doing this since 2004, helping people come up with strategies and plans for their retirement that match their hopes and dreams. Because it's not about you, it's about your clients at Fullerton Financial. Fewer than one in four Americans think their current retirement lifestyle aligns with what they planned for their retirement to be. So it turns out it's one thing to dream about retirement. It's another thing to live in retirement each and every day. Do you find that with your clients at Fullerton Financial that they go into retirement thinking one thing and they get into retirement and go, well, it's, it's close, but it's a little bit different or it's a major change? I don't know. What do you what do you see? Oh, that's that's a great, <laughs> a great uh, question to ask, because I think the answer is it's just all over the board. I mean, yeah, we plan for this incredible retirement. We do. We have this bucket list. We want to do this. We want to do that. We want to go there. We want to help with this. And we get there and it's almost... Once we get there, it's it's almost paralyzing. People have spent all these years, all this time, all this energy being disciplined, saving and saving and saving and saving for retirement that mark one of the biggest problems that our retirees have is when they go into retirement, they feel guilty touching the retirement because they are concerned. They are concerned about the what ifs. What if they ran out of money or should they really be able to do it? That's why the importance is all in a well thought out plan. And also, I've got a lot of retirees that when they retire, they'll say to me, I'm more busy now than I ever was. So it's kind of almost like all, like I said, it's all over the board. So my job as their advisor is to kind of coach them One of the things that I begin to do as we're preparing for retirement, especially in that last year, is I begin to talk to them about, okay, what are you going to do? Not only do we need to have a financial plan, but we need to have an emotional plan. What are you going to do when you no longer have to get up for work? What are you going to do when you no longer are getting a paycheck? How are you going to begin to address these really important topics that a lot of us don't think because we spend all this time and all this energy building, building, accumulating, 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 that once we get to that goal, all of a sudden is like, oh no, what do I do? It's overwhelming. It's okay. a, it, it is very overwhelming. So my job is just not about the financial plan. My job is really helping people to look at what their retirement dreams yeah, are absolutely. and begin to help them walk through it. Yeah, how they're going to spend their time, what are they going to do, and how they're going to stay energized uh, to move forward, I guess you could say. Uh, we've got some sound bites we're going to play in this segment and the next segment, and they come from Dr. David Eckert. He is a former, he's a retired professor at the University of Kansas for 44 years, and his subject that he taught, aging and retirement. 
Well, a few years back, or a few years after he retired, he wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal talking about his transition into retirement. Now, remember, he just taught this subject for four-plus decades. And he said in the Wall Street Journal article that he admitted that while it's one thing to know intellectually what happens with retirement, living through it is another thing altogether. Now, one of the things he talks about is the biggest surprise is how he feels about his use of time now that he's retired. I thought that, you know, one, one surprise for me is I thought that the feeling of release and freedom that I would get from retirement would come about because I was no longer externally scheduled by a job. In my case, I was a professor and I had to teach these classes and I had to attend these meetings and, in other words, meet these uh, time commitments. But really, the relaxation came from taking pressure off of myself in order to have, as many people do, a successful career. You put pressure on yourself to attempt things and try things and learn things and, and you know, go for opportunities. And when I no longer had to do that, that was the thing that really, really relaxed me. Uh, it doesn't matter now what time in the morning I start my walk or what time in the afternoon I decide to finish the crossword puzzle. Uh, time is much less a, 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 press, a pressing thing for me. You know, Stephanie, do you have clients come in that, that you're working with that you do a review of the, where they are, what's going on in their lives, and, and obviously the, the finances of the whole thing. How are we doing? Do we need to tweak something here or there? And a lot of times when I go play golf with my retired friends, and I have a lot of teacher friends, I have a lot of people that had an actual, were lucky enough to have a pension, and they retired in their late 50s, early 60s. I'm 62. I don't have a pension, uh, so I'm still working. So when they see me, they know it's the weekend, right, to play golf. And they're like, oh, I guess it's Saturday. They don't have any concept of what day it is. <laughs> it's true. <Huh? laughs> it's true. So when you think about that, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, I think. And here's another comment from Dr. Eckert. And this one is, I think, uh, this will be interesting to get your take on this one. And you think to yourself, why? Why are you doing that? So you feel, you know, I, as, I, as I put it, I have two angels on my shoulder, one angel whispers in my ear, in my ear, relax, take it easy. The other angel whispers in my ear, shouldn't you be doing something right now? So I imagine that's some of the challenge, especially for your, your your retirees that maybe would be like yourself when you get to retirement. You own your own company. I don't know if you'll ever be totally out of it. Um, you know, maybe Steve Jr. is running the company or what have you. But I'm thinking you'll still probably keep a hand in it in some 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 way or another. And I think that's a challenge for people that were go-getters, entrepreneurs like yourself, that it's hard to just let go. Boy, shouldn't I be doing something right now more constructive with my time? Yeah, you know, I I can talk about this actually through my own personal experience watching my parents. My Both my mom and my dad were always go-getters, very motivated, hard workers, you know, there was no such thing as a it's time to clock in and a time to clock out. They got up and they worked until it was completed and they felt fulfilled in that. And I watched both my parents go into retirement and it is a incredible mind shift, especially when your identity is laid in that. And so it becomes really important, you know, to help coach our clients. You know, one of the things that we've really been focusing here lately in at Fullerton Financial is we've been saying, we want to help you live a full retirement because time is not something you can get back. You know, when we go into retirement, and what, I will tell you, Mark, I hear this a lot. 
you know, I wish I had more time. I wish I would have spent my time, maybe not working as hard, but focusing on other things. So there has to be a balance in it. And so it, it for us at Fullerton Financial, there's a balance in us helping people plan, put together financial plans, how to understand how to take their finances and understand how to um, use them through retirement to get to maintain lifestyle, to to not have to make just drastic changes. But equally, I think another big part of our planning and retirement is to help them figure out how to have a fulfilled retirement. When that clock stops and you don't have to get up in the morning like we just heard, you know, what do you do? What do you do with your time? Where do you, you know, um, I think one of the greatest things that we can do is to be servers of our community. There's more fulfillment that will come when you serve others and when you give back to your community, Mark, than anything else that I think that we can do. So I would you know, say to our listeners today that it's so important to think about what is your retirement plan and knowing how to execute it and when to execute it, but also what is your plan to give back? What is your plan as you go into retirement? Why don't you call us today and let us sit down with you and begin to take a look at these things. Let us take a look at, are you prepared and ready for retirement? It's really easy to come in and have a consultation. It's simply calling us at 800-947-9522. That number is 800-947-9522. We're talking today about the dreams you have heading into retirement. Then you get into retirement and then the reality. Are they different? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes you pegged it perfectly. Most of the time, it's a little bit different. It's a transition when time is really not the most important thing anymore, other than we can't get back more time. So there are challenges going into retirement. And Dr. David Eckert is a professor, was a professor at the University of Kansas for 44 years. He taught aging and retirement for those four plus decades. Then he retired himself in 2020. And he wrote an article a few years later. So end of last year, he wrote an article with the Wall Street Journal about his dreams of reality or dreams of retirement versus the reality of his retirement. And it's kind of interesting because then you start thinking, okay, well, the professor, he's been teaching aging and retirement. He should have a pretty good grasp on retirement. But then he actually gets into retirement. He goes, ah, there's some little differences. But he says one of the many factors we have to consider when it comes to retirement is not only how we will spend our time, but what happens if we have a spouse who is retiring with us? You know, I married him for better or worse but not for lunch. So I, I'm, I married him for better or worse, but not for lunch. So the, the, the idea is, do we have to spend every waking moment together? Or can I go do my thing? She goes, does her thing. I mean, there's a balance and everybody's a little bit different in this regard. So I think it's an interesting question. When we retire, and, and Stephanie, do most retire at the same time? You probably have some that retire at the same time, but others, maybe one spouse retired earlier, the next spouse comes in later to retire because that spouse is going, well, you're not even getting up to go to work, <laughs> and I am. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, is, it is kind of funny because, you know, most of the time when I do sit down and we begin to plan out retirement, you, you might see, you know, one spouse retiring a few years earlier than the other spouse, and that's all fine and good, but you, you just said it. Like, when it actually happens, that spouse spouse that's having to get up, it's not liking it too much that they are having to get up and their other spouse is 
sitting there laying and enjoying the nice comfort of their bed or enjoying their coffee while reading over the morning news or watching it. Mark, I remember when Steve retired, you know, he is a, he has two careers. He, his first career was he was in law enforcement, served the city of Phoenix so well for over 20 plus years. He retired out of, I think, 45-ish. And um, 15 years later, here he is now, and we've been building our company together but I'll never forget, Mark, um, as we began to work together, he's fully retired. Now, I'm used to him being gone 40-plus hours a week. So, you know, our our communication was basically when he would get home for dinner, we'd have dinner. How was your day? How were the kids? And we'd go to bed, and the routine would start over. And now, all of a sudden, we are 24-7. Not only are we waking up together, but we're going to work together. And, you know, he'd be, and just like, just like we just heard, you know, we, he married for better, for worse, but not for lunch. And so I would, I would find Steve going, well, what are you doing? Or where, or where are you going? And I would be just like, I'm just going to the grocery store or I'm just, I'm just getting my nails done. Because I had spent all these years not having to give him those little details, and all of a sudden I was. So it is a huge adjustment. And I do find that. Um, I find that very interesting. So Dr. Eckert also talks about the challenges of, of marriage and retirement. And, and there's no question, as you just talked about with you and Steve, when he retired and now all of a sudden he's around all the time because you guys work together, uh, that, that can be a challenge. And one of the interesting things, I think, and, and I had a friend of mine that his, his mom was a stay-at-home mom raising the kids, which is kind of how it used to be. It's not so much anymore. And the dad had had a heart attack. And now all of a sudden he's around all the time. He's got some time off. He's got to get back in health, right? She's like, would you get out of my kitchen? You're driving me crazy. (laughs) So those kind of things happen. So one of the things, though, Dr. Eckert says, there shouldn't really be any serious effects on the marriage. There's adjustments to be made, but they really shouldn't threaten your marriage. People really actually look forward to retirement as a time that they can finally spend together after decades of uh, raising children and marching off to work, now they can enjoy one another's uh, together and uh, engage in activities that they would uh, like to explore. Because you do have retired retired couples that do want to go and do, you know, maybe get an RV or go travel, you know, overseas, do something, you know, together. And it really is interesting, but we don't have to do everything together. Steve likes to hunt. So you can go do your I'm thing. I'm not going hunting. You're not going hunting. So that's what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's okay hunting. to have different. And I'm not going fishing. <laughs> it's okay to have different hobbies. And that's probably yes. a positive, I would think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think too, you know, um, when I'm sitting down with couples, especially those that have been together, you know, a lifetime, you know, I we begin to take a look at, you know, what are the adjustments that one that you're going to have to make in retirement. But Mark, let's even go further than that. You know, I know we're talking about, you know, how do you go into retirement and how do you survive and how do you adjust as a husband and wife? But Mark, I think it's important for us to even discuss a little bit about what happens when that spouse passes away. You know, what a lot of people don't realize is that there are some major adjustments emotionally, obviously, because you're dealing with waking up. And I remember when my father-in-law passed away, my mother-in-law was very young. She was like barely 60 when he passed away. And um, not only emotionally, you know, she's been used to having him there. I think when they passed away, they've been married 37 years, you know, waking up, being together. They had retired. They had been into retirement a few years. So, you know, they were used to being together and doing things together. And all of a sudden he's no longer there. So not only emotionally, 
but financially. Mark, a lot of people don't realize, and this is important to hear me say today, that when you lose a spouse, there is a potential that you could experience one of the biggest tax hikes that you will have in your income bracket because you go from filing jointly to filing single. So you've got to have some financial plans, begin to put that into place to think about, okay, what happens? Yes, I agree. It's important to understand as you go into retirement, how to begin to live back together. And I know for Steve and I, we we dream about those days that we can kind of begin to check off that bucket list and do more for the community, even though we do a lot now. You know, how, how will we do that? But it's also to be prepared, not just for that, but be prepared for what happens when you do become single. You know, a recent study um, that I was looking at, and I teach a lot about at my women's events, that nearly 80% of men, when they pass away, they they pass away with some type of companionship in their life, married or a companion. Women, 80% of women, when they pass away are either single, widowed, or divorced, typically a woman is going to live longer than a male. So we want to be financially prepared. So there's a lot of things as we go into retirement that we have to be prepared for emotionally, physically, mentally, how do we prepare, you know, being together 24 seven and, you know, really beginning to have that healthy courtship again, in a sense, but even go beyond that, what are you going to do when you lose a spouse? How do you become financially prepared in your mind that you're going to be okay? Mark, I'll tell you, one of the biggest concerns, well, outside of are we going to be okay? I would say the next biggest concern when I am working with spouses is will my spouse be okay? Will they have to go back to work? It's all about putting the plan together. You know, I remember sitting down back and it was about 2015. I'm sitting down with this couple and unfortunately life had dealt them a really bad hand. He was battling with a very severe um, lung disease. He had cancer and his diagnosis was very strong, wasn't expected to live no more than even five years, which is not a lot when you're talking about a lifetime. And I remember sitting down with them, Mark, and again, they weren't. They were forced into retirement. They weren't prepared to retire mentally. They were prepared financially, but not mentally. And that's huge. They're equal in some, in some cases. And as we began to think out and begin to prepare for the future, we knew should he pass away first, that his wife would only have a social security. There were no pensions. They had some really nice size 401ks that actually we were able to bring back um, from the big drop in 2007 and eight. They had regathered their assets and it grew and accumulated and even further. And Mark, they're sitting there talking about, I want to make sure that Again, if I pass away sooner than later, which if this diagnosis carries out, this is what we're looking at. I want to know that my wife is going to be okay. Well, when he passed away, we had had about four years of putting the plan together. We had been proactive, not reactive to a circumstance, but proactive. We have put together a well thought out plan. Emotionally, we had thought about, okay, what happens financially? What happens and I'll never forget when I was sitting and after he had passed away, sitting in front of her and, you know, me asking, you know, how are you doing? And she said to me, I'll never forget this, Mark. She said, Stephanie, let me just share with you. Don't let anyone ever tell you ever that you are prepared to lose a loved one. 
because I, I knew I was losing him. But now I find myself talking and looking and asking, where are you? And I sat there for a long time in a long story that I'll make short because we don't have all day to do the show. But I remember sitting there walking through this with her and listening to her and understanding how lonely she was. But I also will say this as we were done. I said, you know, I don't know. Grieving is different for everyone. You'll you'll walk through it and some days you'll feel like you're make it and in other days you, you're going to feel like you're not going to make it. But I know that you will. But most important, I want you to know that financially you're going to be okay. Why? Because we had put a plan together. We knew that her social security was going to go away. She was kicked up into a higher. She was in a 12% tax bracket, now in a 22% tax bracket. So it's important, Mark, as we look at retirement, that not only do we prepare, how do we emotionally figure out how to spend our days together and, and enjoy that bucket list? but just as important to be financially prepared. And that's how we can help you at Fullerton Financial. We can help you gain confidence and understanding that as you go into retirement, it's going to be okay. Give us a call today at 800-947-9522. Let us help put together an analysis for you. One that's going to show you how to go into retirement, when to go in retirement, and then begin to look at the what ifs. What if inflation goes up higher than expected? Or what What if we experience market volatility? What if we need income? How are we going to address this? This is complimentary. There's no cost to you. So pick up the phone today, 800-947-9522. Glad you're with us today for the Fullerton Financial Hour, where your retirement dreams begin with the team at Fullerton Financial Planning. It's all about you when you come in and sit down with Stephanie, Steve, and the team what 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 do you need to make your life more comfortable? Well, how do you make sure that you you maintain your lifestyle in retirement? Their money will last as long as you do. There's a lot of moving parts when it comes to retirement planning, and the team at Fullerton Financial is here to help. Uh, you can find out more about the team just by going to the website, fullertonfp.com. You can always give them a call. There's no cost for this. They're here to help. They just don't know if they can help you until they hear from you. 800-947-9522, 800-947-9522. I'm Mark Elliott. Glad you're with us today. Uh, Stephanie, we're going to talk a little bit about women for the next two segments. And the numbers are kind of surprising because I think it used to be a two or three year difference between the age of a, a man and a woman, you know, longevity wise. Now women statistically outlive men by about six years, which means obviously a lot of wives will outlive their husbands in retirement. And we know that's not always the case. So remember, these are always kind of the general numbers. Uh, we, we always know that there's always the, the exceptions to the rules, but a lot of women are going to be taking over their own finances after their husband has passed away. That can be really confusing. It can be even scary for some. So Stephanie, I guess, you know, when you sit down and, and Steve and your team, you sit down with couples, you do have to talk to them about, okay, what happens if? What happens if you both live to 100? What happens if one passes at 70? The other one lives to 95? But there's a lot of what ifs. How do you see this part of planning at Fullerton Financial? I would think it's probably one of the more important parts of what you do. It's very important because a lot of times we're not looking at the what ifs. When my father-in-law, right before he passed away, I'll never forget, he passed away in 2000 or 1997. And I've shared this story before because it just, it hits home for me. I remember sitting down at dinner one evening with my father-in-law, my brother-in-law was there, my husband and my mother-in-law and our, our kids. And my in-laws grew up in the Midwest. They were very conservative, meat and potatoes type of guys, just like my, my husband. They love their meat and potatoes. And my 
mother-in-law grew up in the generation where the husband mainly took care of the bills, took care of all of the planning, took care of all of the finances, balancing the checkbook and managing the money. And I recall it, it ironically, unintentionally, it happened to be about 60 days before my father-in-law surprisingly had passed away, before he passed away. I mean, we had no idea that he was going to be passing away in just a few months and I'm sitting at the table. And I started a conversation that, and the family probably was a taboo conversation, but I just didn't realize it. And I just said to him, I said, Papa, you know, if something was to happen to you, how would we know where things are? How do we know, like, what would we need to look at? Do you have a trust? You know, do you have instructions? Do you have directives? How will we take care of um, Mimi? And, you know, it was kind of interesting. We laugh about it now, Mark, because everyone kind of put their head down and wasn't listening or they were listening, but they, were, they weren't saying anything because they were like, I can't believe Stephanie just asked the dreaded taboo question. But I did, not realizing I shouldn't be. Well, ironically, surprisingly to everyone's great surprise, he was very open and he, I'll never forget, he said these words, they ring in my head forever. He goes, oh, Mimi will be okay. I've got her all taken care of. And so, I mean, there was some pre-planning actually that we began to do that he was very open to, like getting a trust. That was so important. Um, getting his directives, what he wanted to do, have done, you know, in his passing, things that were important. He showed us where things were. Again, little did we know, Mark, that in Less than two months, my father-in-law had a heart attack and passed away immediately. Had we not had that conversation, the task would have been much greater than what it was. But what is interesting to me, what my father-in-law didn't think about, when he passed away, Mark, one pension went away. He had another pension that got cut in half. And my mother-in-law, Social Security, she never got to get because she was not 62 she was 59 when he passed away. And because his social security was greater than hers, she got to hold on to his amount and not hers. So essentially her income went in half. Can I tell you, Mark, inflation didn't go in half? No, the bills didn't get cut in half either. The bills didn't get cut in half. Maybe she, maybe her food bill went down a little bit less, but I would argue that because all of a sudden now she was networking with a community of widows where they would go out for dinner and to a movie. And that became her community and has been her community. So in his mind, she was fine. But reality on paper, she wasn't. So it has become very important to me to really spend time with couples when they come in. And Mark, as you know, I host women workshops. Right. And I spend about an hour plus evening at at different restaurants here in the Valley, talking to women about what they should know and how they should be prepared. Whether you're single, whether you're widowed, whether you're divorced, Mark, do you realize that 80% of women, when they pass away, they're either widowed, single, or divorced. 80% of men, when they pass away, have a companion. So you're right, we are living longer and we need to be prepared. And so we do a lot of pre-planning in that. A quick example is I have a client, I'm, I'm going to call them Bob and Mary, but that's not their name. I'm just going to use that for purposes to protect them. But Bob and Mary became my clients in their 70s. And I wish they would have come to me back in their 60s. Because at 60, Bob retired with a half a million dollar 401k that his advisor told him, 
oh, you're too old or too too late to consider Roth conversions, which were absolutely untrue. It was prime for him to consider Roth conversions in his circumstances. We did the math. We did it out on paper. We wrote it out. And I showed them clearly that if Bob passes away, Mark, I want you to hear this. If Bob passes away, Mary will lose her social security because it's less than Bob's. He will keep, she will keep his social security. Fortunately, he has a pension. He'll keep his pension. And um, they are going to be required to take out RMDs because they've got the 401k. Mark, I did the, the, the math on it. If he passes away first, her taxes actually will have the biggest tax jump on the tax chart because she'll have to file single widowed. Yep. Okay. So this becomes really important. And so for our listeners today, what, what I want to tell them is whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, it, it doesn't matter in the planning stages of it. Let me say it that way. You know, Mark, it's interesting, nearly 70% of Americans do not have a written financial plan. Right. It, it, it amazes me that they don't have a plan. And what I find, the people that don't have a p- plan, they tend to feel a little less confident about their future especially when there's so much uncertainty right now. When you're looking at inflation, when you're looking at taxes, when you're looking at volatility, this becomes a huge, huge concern. So here's what I want to say to our listeners today. Why don't you give us a call right now? If you don't have a plan, married, single, divorced, widowed, I want you to call us. Because what I want to do is I want our team to help you create a budget. Let's figure out how much you're going to need for retirement that you're, that you're dreaming about. Let's uncover risk. Let's understand what risk looks like, whether it's the threat of inflation, the stock market volatility, taxes, increase in healthcare. Let's look at them. Let's uncover them. And then let us help you understand what the options are. What are the options for generating income? What do we need to do to keep your standard of living and retirement up? And here's how you can get that. You're going to pick up the phone and call us at 800-947-9522. And you're going to ask for our complimentary retirement strategy plan. It's complimentary, but it's only available to you if you call. So it's 800-947-9522. We're talking about women and some of the challenges they face in retirement. And Stephanie was talking about the fact that when a Let's say it doesn't matter which spouse, so let's we'll kill the husband. So the husband passed away. The <laughs> wife is still there. Well, the lower of the two Social Securities goes away. You keep the higher of the two. Mm-hmm. You might lose some or all of a pension. And then the government says, hey, boy, congratulations, you were married 40, 50 years. So the year of the spouse passing, we're going to let you file your, your taxes as a married couple joint. Mm-hmm. But the next year, we're going to make you file single. So now your taxes go up. So there's a lot of whammies, and your bills don't go get cut in half. Uh, so it's just a challenge. You really need a plan, and that's certainly what the team at, at Fullerton Financial can do. One of the things, you know, since you wrote the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, I think you wrote that in 91 <laughs> I wish. I wish. Hey, speaking of books, Mark, I just your new one out? finished up my most recent book. It's um in editing and all of that. So we're still about a couple months out. Okay. But I'm pleased to say um I uh, I finished my last chapter and I'm excited to see what the final results are going to be. So we'll keep our listeners um updated on that. Yeah, and certainly if you come in and chat with the team, might have some of the copies of the first book, Living a Happy, Healthy and Inspired yes. Retirement. Yes. Uh, your definitive financial guide. 
by Stephanie and Steve Fullerton. What I wanted to ask you, though, was, you know, you think about money, right? We need growth. We need safety. We need income. We need liquidity. And men and women tend to look at it differently is kind of my perception. I don't sit down with retired couples like you do or pre-retirees getting them ready for retirement like you and the team at Fullerton Financial do. My guess is, though, men basically are more concerned about growth and rate of return, and women are more concerned about safety. Would I be on the right track? Wow. I would say you would be on the right track if you would have asked me that about five, 10 years ago. It is interesting. I think it's changing. I, I'm not saying completely, but I do see that the more comfortable that women become in their finances, the more comfortable they become in volatility. Okay, so that leads me to this. The Department of Labor says 58%, or no, the Labor Department of Labor says 40% around that number of women investors identify as beginners. So it appears that a lot of women seem to lack confidence in their financial knowledge. So my guess is when you started Fullerton Financial in 04 to where we are now in 2022, women then, you you would surmise, have made a great progress in confidence when it comes to financial matters. We know that half of America's wealth is controlled by women. So you think they're making big strides. Women are making big strides in their confidence level as it pertains to their money. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. I mean, Mark, let's go back, you and I, 2004. Did they still have the flip phone? I think you might, you might even have the big, huge phone. No, <laughs> not in 2004. That was like in the 90s, though, because I had one with a battery that was like two hours long and you had to charge it. Yeah, I think the flip phone was di- like 2004. I think we still had the flip phone. I, I would bet. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we did. And look how much the phone has changed. I believe you could almost go parallel with what I've seen, how women have become more confident. What I find is if I can help women, first of all, identify what their fears are. You know, what is it that concerns them? What they don't know or what do they know? Maybe what lack of knowledge. Once they begin to identify what maybe is scaring them and then we begin to talk to them about it and begin to walk through that. And boy, this is key. When they find someone that they can trust, I don't know that it's that women lack confidence as more as they lack trust because they feel like they've been taken advantage or maybe they were given the wrong advice. Here at Fullerton Financial, I can tell you that is one of the big values that we give to everybody that walks through our front door, but especially women. When they sit down and we begin to connect, they begin to feel empowered, one, because They're sitting across the table a lot of times with me and they feel empowered in the sense that I can almost um, validate that what they were thinking was accurate, that that the path that they were on or the selections or the choices that they were thinking. It comes down more to this, Mark. It's about helping women identify that they do know what they're talking about, which builds the confidence in them. So I find it really rewarding working with women. And you're right. Since 2004, it really has changed. And we still got a long ways to go, but there is a big difference in where I see the confidence in women building in, in their knowledge and finances. Yeah. And I think, you know, when they, when they say that half of America's wealth, over half is controlled by women now, and 
could be from inheritances. We're seeing more and more women start their own companies. You certainly did so in 2004. So there is no question the confidence level is rising when it comes to finances, which is a great thing. But if you have questions about any of this, hey, you might be married, you could be widowed, you could be single. There's a lot of scenarios here, but the idea is you need a plan for whatever situation you are in uh, moving forward. And the team at Fullerton Financial is here to help. It's 800-947-9522, 800-947-9522, because I do think it's really interesting, because I do think when, when I would think, and this is just my guess, is that women feel more comfortable sitting down and talking with Stephanie Fullerton than Steve Fullerton. Now, Steve, we know is great, easy to get along with, but maybe sometimes, because the old financial advisors used to talk to the husband and not pay attention to the wife. We know that is not how Fullerton Financial, and we think most financial advisors are getting past that old stereotype of just talk to the man. He's the one that makes all the decisions. We know that's not true. Even though Steve would like to think he makes a lot of decisions, we know that you make most of them. So we're going to go with that. <laughs> wow. Let, wait, should we edit that? Come on, Mark. <laughs> but you, you think about it, though. Really, I think the the confidence level of, of once you start doing more to do with, and it's not just writing, you know, paying the checks and paying the bills, writing the checks to pay the bills. I mean, it's, it's more so than that. Looking forward to a long retirement and how we're going to spend our time, what are we going to do? It's really about having a plan. And we've talked about this before, that people tend to spend more time planning that two-week vacation than their 30-year retirement. Absolutely. <laughs> which goes back to your 30% of or 70% of people do not have a written retirement plan. They're just hoping and, you know, I, gosh, I think I've got enough. I hope I've got enough. The planning process is so important. Now, one of the things that's scary to me, because these, these numbers come from the Department of Labor, and it says that 65% of poor elder, elderly people are women. We know if we went and took, you know, surveyed all the nursing homes in the country, oh, yeah. the majority of of the you know inhabitants of those the the occupants would be women right? absolutely so uh-huh. they say the department of labor says that women age 65 or older are 43 percent more likely than men to live below though the poverty level now mm. today's women that are in their 30s 40s and 50s i don't think that would be the case because they're you know they've dealt more with the finances but for your your mom and your mother-in-law maybe they didn't do it as much they're doing great now but i mean circumstances have led them to that and plus their their daughter and daughter-in-law's knowledge of the financial world has helped but i would think you do have some older clients that that were a little nervous about i don't even know what to do here and you had to help them absolutely um and and take a look at my mother my mother-in-law two two women about the same age one is a widow one is a divorcee okay so both of them find themselves not married one woman my mother-in-law her deceased husband did everything for her before he passed away. My mother was forced to do everything herself because she was divorced. And so there's two women right there as a great example of if you would talk to my mom, she has complete confidence on how she handles her money, what to do with it. And if she knows that she has a question, it's just a matter of asking Steve or I. And then you've got my mother-in-law who's had to force herself to learn still with confidence that if she has a question or concern that her daughter-in-law or son are going to be there to help guide her. But it's a perfect example of there's so many different circumstances. Mark, I want to, I want to tell you this. So several years ago, uh, I don't know, I, I put a date on it, probably 2011, 12, but I was, it was time my lease had expired. It was time for me to get a new car. And so I knew what kind of car I wanted. And I had it picked out actually. And I said to Steve, I said, honey, would you go with me? I want to get this car. I said, this is the car I want. Our lease is up. It's time for me to get a new car. Now, what we had decided this time was we were going to buy it, not lease it. And so we go onto the dealership lot 
and I pointed out what I wanted. And I took my husband because my husband knows how to wheel and deal. He knows how to get a good price. I negotiate for you. Yeah, he's a good negotiator on something like that. I just, I'm embarrassed to say I, I don't do very well because I just want to make everybody happy. And so I, my husband can get it, get it cheaper than I can. And so the gentleman comes up and he approaches Steve and I, and he goes to Steve. He says, um, yeah, you know, how can I help you? He goes, well, my wife is really interested in that car over there. And so we walk over there and the whole time, the guy, the gentleman, the salesman is talking to my husband and Steve goes really politely. He goes, well, really, you need to be talking to my wife. It's going to be her car if this is the one that she wants. And he goes, dude, you just got to look at this engine. And he lifts up the, <laughs> the, the hood of the trunk or the hood of the car. And he's like talking about this engine. And Steve's like, look at him. He goes, well, really? Like, like, I don't know that my wife cares about the engine. Like you might want to talk to her. And he goes to, he goes to me, he goes, well, what's important to you? And I said, well, I want this to have navigation. I want heated seats. And Mark, he goes to me, heated seats. Why do you need heated seats in Arizona? Here's my point. 70, it's proven in statistics that over 60% of household wealth is controlled by women. And yet he would not acknowledge that I was part of that 60%. And so it taught me a lesson that never to make assumptions when you're in a room and that when people come in, I talk to them as equals. I want them to both be powered in knowledge and to be educated. And when women walk in, I want to give them all the resources so they clearly know whether they worked with me or with someone else, they clearly know what kind of questions they should be asking, what they should be looking for, and how the plan should look. It is interesting to me, as we mentioned, nearly 70% of Americans don't have a plan, including women. And I know that there's a lot of people out there today that are worried, do I have enough money saved? Will I be able to retire? I don't even have a a plan. How do I even know how to put a plan together? Well, here's your opportunity. Give us a call today at 800-947-9522 and ask for a complimentary session. In this session, we'll help you figure out a plan. We'll help put together a budget. We'll take a look at um, volatility, market volatility, interest rates, and taxes. We will put together a full plan, and it's free. But you've got to call us. Call us now at 800-947-9522. Glad you're with us today for the Fullerton Financial Hour, where your retirement dreams begin with Stephanie Fullerton, the president and founder of Fullerton Financial Planning. Stephanie started the company back in 2004. You can always go find out more just by going to the website, fullertonfp.com, fullertonfp.com. And of course, you have questions, 800-947-9522. Hey, I've got the tools, Stephanie. I've got, you know, I've got IRAs and 401ks. I got some real estate. I got some life insurance. I'm not sure. I think I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not really sure how it all comes together to help me retire. Well, that's what the team at Fullerton Financial is here to do, help you come up with that plan. Take your stuff and have it make sense for you and how to create income for your retirement and how to live with some confidence and clarity in retirement. 800-947-9522. All right, we've done this before, Stephanie, but I think it's kind of fun because we learned last time we did a would you rather. Would you rather live in on the beach or in the woods? And we know that you are a beach person. Steve might be a woods person, correct? True. That's very true. So there might be some negotiating when it gets to that point. but <laughs> Compromise, compromise. Yes, yes. So the would you rathers, I think, are, are kind of fun because I think that's what retirement's all about. 
would you rather do this or would you rather do that? Because you've got to make plans, right, when it comes to your retirement. You've got to, if you're married, you certainly, you and your spouse don't have to be in the same, you know, exact place, but you do have to kind of be in the same ballpark. You know, hey, you want to travel? I don't want to travel. I want to go play golf. She can go wherever she wants to go. I mean, that, that works. There's sometimes people go do different things because they want to do what they want to do. And then there's a lot of times husband and wife get an RV and travel the country because they love being together and they love to see the country. So would you rather is kind of a fun thing. So that's what we're going to do, Stephanie. Final segment today, we're going to play a little game of would you rather. Are you ready? Would you rather do this or rather not? <laughs> right. We need to, one of these days, let's invite Shiloh on the show because this is his favorite game to play with me. How old is Shiloh now? Four? Shy, no, Shiloh is seven. My buddy did seven. tell me that once I hit 60, you said double, whatever age you think, double it and you'll be closer. Right, exactly right, yeah. Right. Seven. Yeah, he's seven. So when we um, are on road trips or he's got a weekend at Nani's house, we always play Would You Rather. So yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So here's the first, you know, we always start with a really big question. And that is, would you rather never be stuck in traffic again? Would you rather never be stuck in traffic again or never get another cold? <laughs> oh, give me a cold any day. I don't like being stuck in traffic. That's easy for me. Okay. Cold, you can take some medicine and it gets over in time. And traffic... Uh... I'm thinking the colds seems... last longer than yeah. traffic, but still. Yeah, I but so but remember, remember, Mark, I travel to my Tempe office a couple times a week. And that's a 45-minute drive. And unless there's traffic, that can turn into an hour plus. So I'm all about now if I lived in a small town, I probably would be like, never have a cold again. But I'm a city girl. So yeah, absolutely. Give me a cold. I can get through that. Take away my traffic. All right. The next one I think is interesting because I don't know your I don't I don't know how to predict your answer on this one. When you think about your own retirement, Stephanie, would you rather have your coffee in the peace and quiet of your patio every morning or with your closest friends at the coffee shop? Wow. That is a really hard one. Is Steve with me on the patio? Yeah, I think so. Would Steve okay. answer? Do you think Steve would say he'd rather be on the patio or in the coffee shop? Oh, definitely patio for Steve. Okay. So I lean towards patio with Steve. Okay. But if Steve wasn't there, you might go to then the coffee if, shop. I, I, yeah, I'd go to coffee shop because I'm not a person that it, that overly enjoys being alone. Right. I love community because I think community is important. Yes. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I, I, I can see that. No question about it. Yeah. All right. Here's another would you rather. And, you know, I, I think really I'm going to kind of go back if I could, because I think those kind of questions are why we talk about preparing for retirement every week. So you can have a lot of days in retirement where your biggest dilemma in the morning is just where you have your first cup of coffee. And that's really what Stephanie and the team are here to help you do, right? What are, you, what are your hopes and dreams? What do you want to do every day? Do you want to have coffee in the peace and quiet of your patio? Or do you want to hang out with your closest friends at the coffee shop? That's how you want to start your day. Those are the decisions you have to make when you're retired. You want to learn more? You have questions about where you are? 800-947-9522. 800-947-9522. Glad you're with us today for the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton of Fullerton Financial Planning. I'm Mark Elliott. So thinking about your own retirement again, Stephanie, would you rather do all of the fun stuff at the beginning of your retirement or would you rather plan to do just one or two small trips early on and then kind of wait and see if you can still afford to travel later in retirement. 
Oh, um, this is easy because I can speak for myself and Mark. Actually, I can speak for clients. You know, when we we call it the go go years, actually, I've got even a term for it. Those um, be- first 10 years of retirement, let's look at it. We um, most likely are feeling probably the best that we're going to feel. You know, we're at the kind of height of our health. We've got, you know, the big percentage of people have felt like they've accomplished, they've reached a certain level of success in their finances. They, you know, if they're married, their spouse is still living and they feel like getting out and traveling. So I definitely know for me, because I've seen it in my own clients and I can speak for my clients that those first 10 years of retirement, again, labeled the go-go years, I definitely would want to do more during my go-go years, knowing that I am going to slow down as I get older, knowing that there is a potential um, chance that I could get sick or my husband could get sick or I could lose a spouse. I mean, you mentioned it earlier how just in the recent months, I mean, Mark, you're in great shape. I would consider you someone that would not have health issues and you find yourself Overnight, having a stent put in, in can your I blame heart. That? Can I blame that on my daughter? Can I blame <laughs> that on can. my daughter for causing you me stress? Can. Having the yeah. car wreck at 17, being paralyzed. Right. I mean, yeah. it caused me stress. Step yes. Back. Yeah. And, and, that, it, and, and it, but that's it. But there's your point. Like, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And we don't know, is it our 18-year-old daughter fighting for her life like you've experienced in your lifetime or a spouse who's completely healthy, and one minute he's feeling good, and the next minute he's sitting down saying, my chest hurts, you better take me to the Heart Institute. That's why I believe that more people, including myself, want to enjoy our beginning years of retirement. I know that I do. I know that I look forward to when I retire and being able to spend time with Steve. And he made me really depressed a little while ago. <laughs> he said to me, Mark, listen, Steve's sitting there talking. He goes, you know, you realize, he goes, you realize statistically, I only have like 21 more summers. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm a big believer. You don't put timetables on, on you. He goes, yeah. He goes, mortality tables say for a man that I should live to about age 80. And I'm like, Steve, but the reality is this, that is what mortality table tables tell us. So yeah, I know that I gave you a lot longer answer, but I believe I'm speaking to our listeners today that we, they, we want to live the best years when we retire. We want to be able to do as much as we possibly can because we have probably the best health we're going to have, the most energy that we're going to have, and the most time with loved ones that we're going to have. You know, and it was, I think it was the movie, I think it was Jack Nicholson, Walter Matthau, if I remember right. Was it Jack Nicholson? The Bucket List yes. movie. Oh, The Bucket List, yes. Yeah. And yes. I think it kind of made people think about this. Wow, maybe I should, you know, maybe front end the retirement a little bit at the start so I can go do, we can go do the things that we want to do. How do you help somebody plan for that and then make sure also that they're confident they're going to have money, you know, for down the road, whether it's for healthcare or long-term care or something. I mean, we do have our money. Money needs to last as long as we do, but we want to have some fun up front. How do you, how do you put all that together for your clients? Here's the key word. You just said it. We have to put together a plan. We want to hope that everything turns out rosy in life. But if you've lived long enough in life, you realize that it, it's not always promised to us the rosy. And I think 
There's a great song, and I never promised you a rose garden. I mean, we have to put together a plan. Retirement is no longer getting a pension and getting a great CD rate and Social Security and longevity not living long. I mean, it's that's no longer the three-legged stool. You mentioned it. The three-legged stool is eroding, Mark. You can't depend on a strong Social Security, a strong pension, and a strong savings. I think the average American, America, the average American right now does not even have three months saved in expenses in their savings account. So it takes a plan. You know, I'm going to throw out a would you rather. Okay, are you ready for this one, Mark? I am, but I want to clear this up. It was Jack Nicholson in the Bucket List movie. Yes. But it was Morgan Freeman. Oh, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, yes. Yeah, that was yes. fantastic. Movie. Yes. yes. I think that that movie um, it probably could go down famous for creating bucket lists for exactly. many people. I think you're right, yes. Okay, here's my would you rather. Okay. Okay. Mark, would you rather risk being rich or would you rather guarantee that you would never be poor? Um, you know, I read a book by some financial person in <laughs> Phoenix that right. really made that point and brought that question right. up. And I think I would rather make sure that I'm never poor. Right. So to my listeners today, I ask you this question. Would you rather risk being rich or would you rather know that you will never be poor? Guarantee that you'll never be poor because there's the key question. Because if you say today, Stephanie, I just want to know that I'm never going to be poor, then you don't want to delay. You want to call us at 800-947-9522. That number again, I'm going to say it slowly, 800-947-9522. This is kind of like that Willy Wonka ticket. Here's your golden ticket. Here's a ticket that gets you a complimentary look at what a solid retirement plan could look like for you. Would you rather know that you're gonna be okay? Or would you rather risk that you could take a big hit because you don't have a plan? That can change by a simple phone call at 800-947-9522. So when you sit down with Stephanie and the team at Fullerton Financial, we we don't want to take your hope away because you have to have hope, but that's not what your plan is. Your plan is not, I hope things work out. I don't know if they're going to hope out. I hope they do. I don't have a plan. I think I've done the right things. I just hope things work out. No, you need a plan to give you confidence and clarity going forward. And that's what Stephanie and the team are here to do. Because I do think, Stephanie, we do get caught up a little bit about the tools that we have in our retirement tool belt. IRAs, 401ks. Hey, I've got X amount of money in this. I got X amount of money in this. I got some real estate. I got some life insurance. Might have an annuity or two. I think I'm doing really well, but most of us don't know how to pull it all together. And I think that's what you do at, at Fullerton Financial is you pull it all together where we can put it down on paper and see where we are and understand that, if, that things happen, that we do need to be fluid in this situation. It's not written in stone. It's something that is a moving piece, if you will, living, breathing piece, because lives change, things change. So we've got to have a plan. Stephanie and the team are here to help you do that. 800-947-9522. Again, 800-947-9522. Stephanie, enjoyed it. Uh, Enjoy the, the rest of your weekend and have a great week, and we'll do it again next week. Yeah, I look forward to it. Have a great week, Mark. 
Investment advisory services offered through Kingdom Financial Group, LLC, an Arizona registered investment advisor. Fullerton Financial Planning is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fullerton Financial Planning is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio show is a paid placement.